What's up, everybody, and welcome to PPR Podcast number 73. As always, I'm Chase Isidoro, and I'll be flying solo on this one. Podcast will be coming out just a little bit later than usual uh, today. As For those you can see on YouTube, I am in my USA soccer attire. I was at the, uh, the watch party for the USA game today as they drew against Wales. So apologies if you were expecting the podcast just a little bit sooner. But we're going to go ahead anyways. Uh, we'll do a little bit of review of the semifinal matchups from this past weekend. But really, it'll be mostly a preview of the championship games. Uh, but first off, we need to congratulate some teams that are already walked away with the CIF title. And let's start with D6. Victory Christian win over St. Joseph's, 39-12. to They got that win up at Escondido High School. And really a dominating performance from the Knights. Uh, Tukey Davis, quarterback, had four touchdowns, two rushing, two passing, and one going to Derek Edmond, who had an incredible interception as well. Uh, just an all-out great performance. And, you know, they, they got all the way to the final last season, and then they were able to go undefeated this, this season and then win it. Um, you know, got to show the eight-man guys love. And, you know, they walk away with the CIF title, and all those seniors should feel very proud of themselves. The guys at St. Joseph's, they, you know, they played a great game as well. But, honestly, hats off to Victory Christian. But now we go to the game that everyone was looking forward to watching at Snapdragon. Lincoln with their comeback victory, 28-24 over Carlsbad. Really just an incredible performance by the Hornets. And, you know, hats off to Carlsbad. You know, nothing to hang your heads about. Obviously, that's a tough way to lose in a, with a fourth-quarter comeback. Um, you know, it was 21-6 to six at one point, and we were sitting here in studio watching it going, okay, it looks like Carlsbad's going to walk away with this. But then a huge play to Makai Gray on a huge touchdown. Obviously, we saw the game-winning touchdown by Corey Thompson-Miller as well. And it's really that's such a huge moment for Lincoln to see that they never give up and that they didn't give up and kept fighting all the way down to the end and getting the win, especially in a game where Roderick Robinson, you know, didn't look 100%, and he didn't look like his old self, and they weren't going to be able to rely on him to lean on him the way they have in the past. And I thought that K.J. Chatham played a phenomenal game, stepping up in that big moment with the wide receiver weapons that we constantly talk about. It's not They're not just Roderick Robinson. There's so many guys on that team that – put them where they are, and now have them going to the state playoffs. So hats off to them. DJ PV had a phenomenal day uh, rushing the passer as well. Um, so the Hornets walk away as open division champs. And really, I've been saying it since I believe they beat modern day. I thought they were the number one team in this county. I've kept them there for that reason. They are so well-rounded. And now we get to see what they can do at that level against some very tough state competition coming up. But now... We preview some of the teams from uh, that are going to be going for their CIF titles this weekend. We start with D1, Modern Day versus Mission Hills. This Modern Day team, they started off as, you know, everyone was saying, well, can they play to this level? Going from D3 to D1, losing all those big games early, and now coming back with a vengeance and a huge win at Manchester Field, beating my Dons uh, on a last play intercession by DJ Overstreet. Uh, I talked to Nick James, who was filming that game. He said his biggest, the person that made the biggest impact for him was Anthony McMillan and the way he was able to run the ball. Really a player who gets overlooked so much because we, we constantly talk about Dominic Nankhill and the weapons that he has on offense as well in their pass game. But he said McMillan was incredible and was a huge piece to how they won that game. Um, I expect more from them against Mission Hills. Mission Hills is a tough team. They're big up front, uh, so it be, might be tough for them to run the ball again, but I think this modern-day team is on a mission. Now, we talk, but got to talk about Mission Hills. Really, Keaton Smith has stepped up to the table these last couple of weeks. He's been a phenomenal playing at quarterback. We all know about Santiago Salas as well. Henry Davis has been incredible for them. Uh, Lucas Scott had a two-touchdown performance. This is, I have no idea how this D1 final is going to go because I think this, these two teams match up so well. I'm not sure if it's going to be a high-scoring affair. I think it'll be a low-scoring one. We might see a 17-14 type of game here. 
Um, if I had to lean one way, I, th I think I might go modern day. But this Mission Hills team has proven me wrong time and time again. I, I, I didn't expect them to get this far. I, I personally chose Poway to go in over them, not because they were undefeated, but because I thought Poway was the better team overall. And Mission Hills has, has done everything. They beat a great El Camino team that beat Helix. You know, this Mission Hills team is up for the challenge, and they have all the pieces on offense and defense to walk away as the D1 champions. Um, we will actually be talking more about that in PPR podcast number 74 when uh, Paul and Bert sit, sit down with Coach Hauser. Uh, he'll be the guest on the next podcast. So really, that D1 matchup, to me, might be the greatest game on the slate. Maybe D5, we'll get to that in a little bit, but this one's going to be a phenomenal heavyweight title fight, in my opinion. Uh, we go on to D2 now, Granite Hills versus Ramona. Another team that, to be quite honest, I haven't felt like I've disrespected, but I haven't been picking them, and that's Ramona. They keep overcoming all the obstacles put in their path. A phenomenal defense, especially in the passing game. Uh, their pass coverage with Aslan Enriquez has been phenomenal. Uh, Kyle Wolford and Jamil Kassab, they keep getting interceptions that turn the tide and make it so much easier for their offense to go down the field and score. But I'm not so sure that anybody's stopping this Granite Hills team. They have been on a mission. They seem like a team of destiny type. Uh, and it's every single week there's a new kid. Every single week, there's someone new who are calling their name. They are that deep. They have that many great players. We saw Isaiah Jackson with two touchdowns. We know about Parlin Sanders, Nico Tomasello, you know, Joaquin Thomas. They're so good and so well-rounded of a team. I'm not so sure anyone's stopping the Eagles and the way they've been playing. Ramona's got a shot because they keep shutting down a lot of these teams, a lot of these high-scoring teams as well. So, you know, Granite Hills has to be ready. But the way I see it, I probably had the Eagles winning this one as the D2 champions. Uh, then we go to D3, a huge rematch. Two teams that we've been talking about, the City League, they really stood out as the biggest ones. And we talked about D3, they've been standing out as the biggest ones. That's University City and Point Loma. Uh, last game was 13-7 win for University City. The X factor in that game really was two X factors. It was LaDainian Lawrence and Drayden Gardner. And Drayden Gardner has been the X factor these last couple of weeks when it comes to University City. I expect more from him. He has an, uh, a great play, uh, game-winning touchdown this last final week to beat Bishops in that rematch. This Point Loma team, though, you can't, you can't, uh, you have to account for their defense. Their defense has been phenomenal. They keep getting, making big plays when it comes to interceptions and turnovers. And then you look at their running game as well. Uh, we look at Turboville, who had a great uh, touchdown run this last previous week. I believe two touchdown runs as well. And you, you have to look at Chase Lowry as their big impact player. But they go much deeper than that, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I think it's going to be another low-scoring game, maybe another 13-7 or 13-10 game. I have no idea where it's going to go. Maybe the pointers get the, the rematch that they always wanted and they get the revenge. But this UC team, you got to remember, they went to the finals last year and, and lost to a very good Patrick Henry team. They still have that chip on their shoulder as well. I might be leaning towards UC to getting it done and the certain Centurions coming out on top, but do not count out the dogs. Now we move on to D4. Another huge rematch from last year's semifinal in D5, which was a crazy 29-28 win for Palo Verde over Fallbrook. We now get that game again for the D4 final. And really, it says so much about where these two teams have gone over this last year. Coming up from D5, going to D4, accepting that new challenge and everything that comes with it, and then going all the way to the final for both of them. And it really, it comes down to running the ball. We know about Marcus Macon. He had another great performance this last previous week. And Alan Leon and Chris Bosch have both been phenomenal these last couple of weeks for Fallbrook. I think they're all both going to run the ball um, almost every single play because they're both so efficient at running the ball on every single play. This game might be over in an hour. 
Um, I know, I believe Bo Fertig and Nick James will be at the game, so I know they're probably looking forward to having a quick one, but it's really going to be just a hard-nosed football game. I expect another close affair, probably 21-20, maybe 27-28. We get a, another final score just like last year. I might be leaning towards more pa- Palo Verde. you got to think of what Palo Verde's done. With them being, I believe, the seventh seed, They've had to travel out to these schools every single week. They've had to go from Blythe to La Jolla, Blythe to Coronado, now Blythe to Fallbrook. No, sorry, not Fallbrook. They'll be going to, I believe, Escondido, or it'll be at Southwestern. I can't, I'm not quite sure where they'll be playing. But it's such a huge thing for them to go that whole way every single week to take their kids, their families, all, every single week to go all the way out there. And last year we saw them when they played Mission Bay. They showed up with more fans than Mission Bay did. They are dedicated to this football team, and you know, hats off to them, and I think that is something that is going to propel them to the victory in this D4 final. But you can't sleep on Fallbrook. This Fallbrook team has been phenomenal as well. Uh, But we go to D5, and personally, this might be my favorite matchup of the entire CIF uh, title games this coming weekend. Crawford versus Classical. I've been high on this Crawford team this whole season. Everybody knows that. They are phenomenal on both sides of the ball. We talked about Army-Navy's defense and how incredible they are and how hard it is to score in them and how Mar Vista was able to put up so many points on them was shocking. Well, it's also shocking that Crawford was able to hold Mar, Mar Vista to seven points with three interceptions against Alex Wozczyk. It's a great offense, and for them to do that, that really stood out to me because we always see Crawford you know, put up big scores, and it might be against teams that probably the matchup's not quite there for them. The matchup's not exactly in the favor to t- take on a Crawford team, but I thought... With them playing Mar Vista, this is going to be a real test to see where Crawford stands. And they lived up to it and more. And I think Crawford really has the edge going into this uh, final. I believe it's kind of like the same thing I was talking about earlier, Team of Destiny, just how it feels with them. I feel like the way they've been going all season, it's going to be hard to stop them. But this classical team, you can't sleep on them. You know, Life Pollard, Friday Pollard, and Luke Sega have been playing out of their minds these last couple of weeks, especially on their running game, Uh, especially Life Pollard. He had a phenomenal game. He was up for top performer this previous week. I think this classical team has has something to prove, and I think they can play with this Crawford team. At the end of the day, though, I have the Colts coming out as champions. Uh, Matt Marquez, another victory chain. Who knows if you might upgrade that victory chain to something else, but that's the way I have it going. I have Modern Day winning D1, Granite Hills winning D2, UC winning D3, uh, Palo Verde winning D4 and Crawford taking D5 for our champions for this year in 2022 and then probably moving on to the state title. Uh, I believe all those teams would be capable of making a run for a state title for their respective divisions as well. Well, that's going to do it for us here today uh, for PPR podcast number 73. Tune in tomorrow for 74 with Chris Hauser, Mission Hills head coach.